You are Locked On Bama, your daily podcast on the Alabama Crimson Tide. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, everybody, and welcome back into Locked On Bama. Luke Robinson, that's me. Jimmy Stein, that's him. Jimmy, how are you today? I am doing uh, just fine. It is 80 days, in, as we record this, 80 days until fall camp starts. So I'm uh, there's a little football in the air almost, almost. We've crossed that magical line where the number of days left is now less than the average temperature per day, which I don't like. <laughs> um, but I, I like part of it, and I don't like the other part. I'm going to tell you that – it's been unbelievable. The weather in Alabama has either been unspeakably violent or unbelievably beautiful. Yeah, and cool. I mean, the shocking thing is it hasn't been crazy hot yet. And normally by this time of the year, it's already, I mean, Mays in Alabama feel like Julys over most of the country. But uh, it's been, you know, 80, low 80s and, and, and 50s when we wake up in the morning. It's crazy. Uh, Jimmy, first and foremost, we'll talk about some – we'll just sort of go around a little bit here. We may get into your countdown. I really hadn't planned out this podcast, so we'll see what happens. Um, but Ty Simpson, the five-star Alabama quarterback commitment, punched his ticket to the Elite 11. Uh, so he had a standout performance at the Nashville Regional. Um, so, you know, he's going to the Elite 11, another Alabama QB. Going to the Elite 11 is a good thing, right? Heck yeah. And uh, let me tell you, um, uh, I've always been a huge Ty Simpson fan. Yes, he's a QB country kid. Makes me like him even more. I've never met the kid. Per, you know, he's up in Tennessee, so he comes down to Mobile very rarely. Never met the kid or his folks at all. But, um, of course, spent a lot of time talking about Ty with his uh, two QB country coaches, David Morris and Thomas Morris. Thomas is up in Tennessee, so he sees Ty pretty frequently. And Ty occasionally comes to Mobile to work with David Morris. Always love this kid from minute number one. He's been my favorite quarterback in this class. So happy that Alabama ended up with him. It was not a done deal by any stretch of the imagination until he chose Alabama. Basically, this is a kid that grew up a fan of Tennessee because he's from Tennessee. All his friends are are from Tennessee. This is a a, a Tennessee Vol fan, uh, and he wanted to play for his favorite school until it became obvious that that was a really bad a decision for him with all the uncertainty and the coaching change and everything else. So once uh, once his favorite team was taken off the table, basically, I think rather smartly, his family then decides, okay, well, let's just make a business decision. What's the smartest thing for us to do? What, what program is going to make you into the best quarterback possible, but still be in our general location so the family can still see you play? And uh, he narrowed it down to a few from there, principally Alabama and Clemson. How can you go wrong with either one in terms of winning and quarterback development and playing with good players? So, and then he chooses Alabama. And, uh, you know, so we, we should be really excited in terms of like, if you haven't seen Ty Simpson, if you want to know what kind of player he is, uh, it, it's an unfair comparison based on what's been in the news for the past month. But uh, Zach Wilson, Zach Wilson is an excellent player comp for Ty. And this is why. They are at the same age, not not today, but at the same age, they are very similarly sized with similar arm talent, similar athletic ability, 
uh, and those great intangibles. Ty's not only a coach's kid, he's a head coach's kid. His dad is the head coach at UT Martin, so he has been immersed in football his whole life. He has outstanding leadership skills. And how about at the Elite 11? I don't know if you guys looked into it this much, but Ty ran a 4.75, which is a legit 40 time. That's fast for a quarter. For a quarterback, that is fast. He ran a 4.75, and then to prove that he's an athlete on top of it, he runs a 4.2 shuttle. That's a typical, that's a typical shuttle time for a good safety or wide receiver prospect in the SEC, 4-2. So this is a premium athlete with great intangibles. And yes, he's capable of making huge plays with his legs, and he does, but the arm talent is there. And yeah, it's a crazy ceiling because we're talking about the number two pick in the entire draft. But yeah, I think his ceiling is Zach Wilson. Jimmy, I want to tell everybody about rockauto.com. Go to rockauto.com. Check them out. And in the box that says, hey, how'd you hear about us? Put in Locked On Bama. We would appreciate that. But when you go to rockauto.com, that's where you get the best prices on all the parts your car will ever need. I'm dead serious. If you have a 2001 Impala, if you've got a 2017 uh, 4Runner, whatever you've got, Rock Auto's got it, and they've got it much less expensively than your big box store if you want to do it yourself. Or, you know what, go get it at, at Rock Auto and then take it to your local mechanic or your neighbor or whoever's going to do this stuff for you, and it'll be a lot cheaper. You'll save a ton of money. I just realized a couple of issues I have with my car. I'm going to Rock Auto this afternoon, going to figure out what I need, and then I'm going to take it to somebody who knows what they're doing because I don't, but Rock Auto does. Go to rockauto.com, check them out, R O C K. A-U-T-O.com, R-O-C-K-A-U-T-O.com. And in that box says, how'd you hear about us? Put Locked On Bama, please. Also want to tell everybody about betonline.ag. Betonline.ag is the place to go to get your bet on. That's what you want to do. You want to play some poker? Okay, betonline.ag. You want to bet on the ponies? Betonline.ag. You want to bet on Major League Baseball? Betonline.ag. Whatever it is, betonline.ag will allow you to do it. And here's the kicker. You use promo code locked on, you get a 50% welcome bonus. Rain in cash right on your head. That's betonline.ag, promo code locked on for that 50% welcome bonus. You can bet on things like reality TV. If there's no reality TV you want to bet on, then bet on the NBA. The playoffs are about to get started. Bet on who you think will win the NBA championship. Bet on who you think will win the college football playoffs next year in their futures department. Whatever you want to bet on betonline.ag is the place to go and it's the betting site that everybody at lockdown endorses because they're great folks their customer service is second to none it's easy to pay in it's even easier to get paid out betonline.ag promo code locked on all right jimmy says we've been talking about elite 11 <clears throat> and while you were talking about it i went to wikipedia uh because wikipedia is just awesome i mean i've never donated to them like they asked me to but i think it's awesome um so, and I just looked up, I was, I wanted to see how prior to Saban, mm-hmm. how many quarterbacks has Alabama had in the lead 11? The answer is one, mm-hmm. Brody Corsairs. Now, yeah. And well, the lead 11's well, the only been around since 99. Since when? It's only, well, I mean, it's not kind of new. It's been around since 99, but really? it's new compared, there was only what, nine years or, or eight years between when it started and Saban got there. So maybe that's not super fair, 
But mm-hmm. listen to this since Saban's been there. Okay, in 07, now not all these panned out, don't get me wrong, but in 07, you had Star Jackson. In 08, A.J. McCarron. In 09, you had Phillip Sims. In 10, ironically, Auburn, Alabama didn't have one, but Auburn had Kyle Frazier, who couldn't throw his way out of a wet paper sack. Um, 2011, Auburn had Zeke Pike. Alabama didn't have one. Once again, wet paper sacks, feeling safe. Um, in 2012, Luke Del Rio, who walked on at Alabama, was at the Elite 11. Uh, he ended up, you know, transferring, of course. But um, a few times. And then <laughs> in 2013, again, Alabama didn't have one. Auburn did in Sean White. Oh, my God. To, if you combined all the quarterbacking talent of the three Auburn guys, I'm not sure you get one good quarterback. This is crazy. To be um, honest, uh, those first two Auburn guys I didn't care about, but uh, I was wrong about Sean White. I, I thought he would be very good. Now, I do think he had off-the-field issues, which contributed to his demise. Well, he was the Elite 11 MVP, which is also ironic, and the Under Armour All-American Game MVP. That's just so weird. Um, I, I was then, sky high on him. I thought, man, Auburn has lucked into a good one, damn it. And then uh, then he had some off-the-field issues on, on top of not being too big and strong. And then Blake Barnett in 2014. Um, and let's see here. I, I mean, I'm just running down the list. Mm-hmm. Sorry, this. I, I mean, I'm doing this on the fly, guys. So y'all hang with me. Then Tua in Tua. 16, in 17. No Jalen. Uh, Jalen uh, went out there. Jalen no, went in the lead. Oh. Uh. Yeah, he would have been 2015. Nobody in 18 for Alabama. In 19, uh, Bryce Young, obviously. So. Um, and then I don't guess they had it last year. I don't guess they did. They did. Um, they did have. They did have it in a modified form last year. I remember yeah. our, our good buddy, friend of the show, John Garcia, covered it, and uh, I, I talked to him because QB Country had guys up there. Okay. And uh, and uh, we 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 talked to him about how how some of our guys did. And you know, it's great to go back and look at this Elite Eleven because there are some guys that really really panned out. In fact, I would say more often than not, it. Guys at least had a good college career. Now, some of them, you know, Tim Tebow, you know, Matt Stafford. Uh, Tebow was an SEC legend. Stafford, uh, fantastic NFL player. Um, I, I, I wanted to find one, though, from – there was one I saw. Here, here, like, I think the ultimate lesson from Elite 11 to me is this, in terms of whether the guy's a successful college <laughs> career or not, it's almost this simple. It's like – just because your school or, or your favorite player, you know, made it through the Elite 11 process and did well, that is not a guarantee of college success at all. Right. But if you are choosing between a guy who made it through the Elite 11 process and a guy that did not, choose the guy who made it. No, I agree. But listen to this. Lesson. This is what's kind of funny to me. Um, you go back to 08. And in that class was Garrett Gilbert, who obviously played against Alabama for Texas. Um, played in the NFL, too. Yeah, he played – look, he played with the Rams, the Patriots, Lions, Raiders, Panthers, Browns, and Cowboys. Um, then there's A.J. McCarron, of course, we know about. Zach Mettenberger. Zach Mettenberger. And, and Aaron Murray. Yeah, and Aaron played Murray. Played the uh, NFL. Geno Smith, who was what? Played. He, he, yeah. Top 10 pick. Well, actually, Top 10 pick. He went, I thought he went – and it says he went in round two. I didn't think he went in round really? two. Maybe, Maybe he's projected he was, to yeah. go in round one and he slipped to the Jets. Yeah, he did right. go to the Jets yeah. and he 
He stunk it up. But uh, here's what's funny to me. Then you go to somebody like Raymond Cotton, who I've never heard of before. He's from okay. Mobile. He was from, from Mobile. Mobile? Mm-hmm. What yep. school? Blunt. Uh, Blunt. I think he moved around a little bit. And he was one of these guys that he was kind of a well-known prospect that ended up not signed. I think he signed with Ole Miss at some point but and then, then left. And then he never went to the NFL, though. No, listen, that's what I was going to say. So Raymond Cotton signed with yep. Ole Miss, ended up at South Alabama, ended up at Mississippi Gulf Coast Community College, ended up at Bellhaven University, finally ended up at Mississippi College. I mean, he was at five different schools. That that tells you all What's you need to know about the uh, – some of the – I mean, I, mean I, I don't know his whole story. I really don't. He was a big, strong, athletic kid. Um uh, that one of these look like a million bucks, but you always question the production. And, uh, you know, without knowing, I don't, I don't know a thing about his, his real story. Uh, I just know this. It sounds like some really poor leadership there. You know, like there's no stick withedness anywhere in there. Yeah. Um, but he obviously had raw ability or he wouldn't have been, he wouldn't, he wouldn't have played at five schools and he wouldn't have been the elite 11. There was obviously some raw ability there. Oh, there's no doubt. It's just a man. It's it's wild to go back through and look mm-hmm. at some of these classes. Oh, I mean, there are some. I mean, it's makes makes you realize we pretty probably emphasize. Job. Oh, they do. They do, and uh, I, I think they do. Heck of it. It's just proof of how incredibly difficult it is to evaluate the talent and project it at the next level. It's really, really hard to do. And if there are fans out there that think it's not a hard thing to do, then you don't know what you're talking about <laughs> because it's, it's extremely hard to do, even for people who are football experts, the greatest who ever did it. Well, I mean, I look back at something like the 2017 class. How about this lineup? You had Justin Fields, Trevor Lawrence, Matt Corral, um, and Tyler Show. Is that how you say his name, Tyler yeah. Show? Who's not Tyler Texas Tech? I think it's Tyler Shaw. Oh, Sh- I think it is Shaw. I think you're right. And uh, he, right. he is he is a solid NFL prospect, despite the transfer from Oregon to Texas Tech. Uh, I don't I don't know that he's a top ten pick type guy, but Tyler Shaw is one of these guys going to get a very very long look from the NFL. All right, buddy, let's take a break. When we come back, just a few odd and end things. Jimmy, I noticed um, on Bama Online they had a story that uh, Trent Richardson has signed a one-year deal to play pro football in Mexico. I wanted to comment on it. I I was too, you know, Monday mornings are, you know, really busy for us. But uh, I wanted to comment on basically basically my Twitter comment was going to be to that uh, name a headline you thought you'd never see. (laughs) I mean, wow. I mean, I I didn't know they played – football in Mexico with two O's and not a, a, a U with a thing over the top of it or however they, however they, however they uh, spell football in uh, in Mexico as in soccer. Uh, his, his career arc is unbelievable. And so funny, Luke, that just yesterday we spent a lot of time on the podcast uh, talking about Branson Robinson, the running back from, uh, from Madison, Mississippi, Germantown High School, who reminds me so much of Trent as a prospect. You'd swear you're looking at Trent watching his tape. I mean, it, it's it's a, they're they're very similar kids. But hey, I know Trent's had the weirdest pro career of all time. But uh, as far as his career at Alabama, I'll take Trent every single year. 
I'll take Trent. I'm with you. In fact, you 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 had me laughing because I was like, what would be the more surprising headline that Trent Richardson is has signed a one year deal with? Uh, let me see if I can pronounce his name. Cadillos de Chihuahua, or, or Jimmy Stein named best endowed man in Mobile. <laughs> well, let's go with the second one. We'll go with that. Just, 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 just to show that we're real honest on the show. We'll go with the second one. But, but, um, but the first, but the first. Hey, put it this way: the very first time that that that's not the first time I heard that Trent might be playing pro football in Mexico. I honestly thought they were talking about soccer. Well, that's I what's funny. Did I, listen I thought, to this? I thought Jimmy. Wow, he says start playing soccer. He says, look, this is a quote from the BOL story. He says, I'm going to do everything I can to make this league better, Richardson said. I'm going to do everything I can to make sure there's more awareness to Mexico because people get the wrong idea when you're talking about the Mexico League. People didn't even know it was a league. And so when Coach first came to me, I said, y'all play football over there? And I'm thinking football. I'm thinking soccer. In America, soccer is what we think about football. I said, Coach, I don't play no soccer. Hell no, guys are ready to hit you, he said. And then I said, well, I'm ready to run some guys over. I, I don't know that there's ever been a more uh, confusing yet somehow understandable series of quotes. What uh, I like, this quote gets me. He said, so when coach first came to me, I said, y'all play football over there. And I'm thinking football, I'm thinking soccer. In America, soccer is what we think about football. I don't know what the hell that means. And somehow I know what that means. Exactly. I have no idea what he said, but I really know what he said. And I thought the same thing. I thought, I mean, it was literally my first thought was Trent's going to play soccer. And then I was thinking, well, hell, <laughs> hell, he's going to be good. He'd probably be professional level soccer player in about a month, you know, based on speed, strength, uh, natural athletic ability, probably pretty good. But uh, it's, that's a crazy story. And uh, I hope things you know, work out for him. He's such a nice guy, you know, really. Uh, you know, I, 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 th I think, frankly, you know, no, no one's going to ask me, but I, I think you should focus on coaching myself and, and start at the uh, high school level and start, 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 you know, he, he's amassed so much life experience. I, I think, I think he could be an invaluable running back coach. Yeah, I don't. I, I would welcome him with open arms if he. I he's not ready at out to to coach at Alabama. I mean, let's not right. kid ourselves to to get a really nice paying job or anything at Alabama. But he is ready to go to a high school and be. You know, if somebody said, "Look, we just don't just be here as a, a consigliere," as the Sopranos would say, <laughs> you'd be here and you you're gonna help keep people straight. You know what he could do? He could be like a much younger Willie Carl Martin was when he was at Alabama. Oh, Willie Carl oh, Martin was, exactly. was so big and so well-respected um, that whenever somebody was uh, you know, on the verge of starting to screw up, Saban put Willie Carl in charge of it and the guy would get straight because Willie Carl's a dude. He's still a dude. Um, when he shakes your hand, his hand inadvertently eats your whole forearm. <laughs> like you just walk away with a nub. But um, Trent could do something like that. Yep. So hopping around another second here, Jimmy, for the last little thing. Apparently Josh Primo 
has jumped into one of the mock NBA first rounds. Uh, now this is Bleacher mm-hmm. Report, you know, take it for what it is. Um, but that's, that's kind of a scary prospect that perhaps he will not be well, on this team next year. I had this explained to me by someone that, that's 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 pretty smart basketball wise, and and gosh, this made so much sense. And I actually started worrying about this a couple of weeks ago because I thought when Primo stuck his name in, I'm like, oh, he'll, he'll be right back because he's so young and he wasn't very productive. You wouldn't even list him as one of the top 20 players in the whole SEC. No, you know, not not maybe not even top 30. Um, but prospect is a different term than player. And here, here's how it was explained to me is, you know, teams that pick at the end of the first round, if, if you're just picking by, you know, who's a good player at the end of the first round, picks 23, 26, 28, you're not getting, unless you luck into somebody, you're not getting what, what you'd call lottery talent. I mean, those guys go in the top half of the first round. But I think we would all agree at Alabama that have seen Josh Primo, our child point guard, play. I think we'd all agree if Josh gave us two more years and developed and matured based on what we've seen so far, heck yeah, he could be a lottery pick maybe after year three. So isn't it kind of smart if you're really good, like let's say you're the Nuggets, so you're picking near the end of the first round because the Nuggets are really good right now, so they're picking near the end of the first round. Do the Nuggets just take the 28th best player in the draft? Or do the Nuggets take, hey, you know what? Primo here could be a lottery pick in two years. We're, we're, we're getting a top 10 pick. We're getting a guy that might go 10th or 12th two years from now, and we don't need him anyway. We're one of the best teams in the NBA. Hell yeah, we can stick him on the end of the bench, and we can just make him better for a year or two. It's sort of the same thing that happened with Kyra Lewis a year ago, who actually was a lottery pick. And the Pelicans stuck him near the end of the bench. And 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 now he's maturing. He's no doubt going to be their starting point guard in probably two years. But I think with Primo, and since he's viewed as a potential future lottery pick, that teams that pick at the end of the first round are more inclined to go with him than, quote, the 28th best player in this draft. Does that make sense? Oh, yeah, I totally agree. Because they're getting top. They're getting lottery talent at 28. They just have to stick him at the end of the bench for a couple of years. But if you're the Nuggets, you can afford to do that. You can do that if you're the Lakers or the Sixers or, you know, somebody that's that, that's really good, even though the Hawks who are good now. I mean, you know, if you're picking in the, in the late 20s, there's a lottery talent. So when somebody that really knows the league explained that to me a couple of weeks ago, I was like, uh-oh. We'll get Shackelford back, but we may not get Primo back because Shackelford's never going to project as a lottery pick. He, he's not. He doesn't have – Shackelford's built like a point guard and has no point guard skills. Let's just be honest. I mean, the NBA looks at Shackelford and they're like, uh, can you play point guard? And then they watch his tape and they're like, this kid cannot play point guard. He is yeah. a short – he is a short two guard who doesn't handle the ball well. And – he's he's not viewed as a future lottery pick that doesn't mean he's not a really good college basketball player that that's just an nba projection the the irony to me jimmy all right so of the guys that are in the the potentially in the draft where is quinterly and primo and shackleford i think we as a alabama as a team could most afford to lose primo 
I mean, I, if you said what would be better for Alabama yep. next year coming back, because Primo's not coming back after next year unless the the wheels right. fall off, which is a bad thing anyway. So um, I would rather – I think I would rather have those other two back. If And I want them all three back. Don't get me wrong, but if you're forcing me to choose two, I'm probably going to take Quinterly, who's older, who's insanely talented, who uh, was the SEC tournament MVP, um, who has – a a great stroke from outside really is came into his own at the end of the year. And Shackelford, who is just a, a natural scorer for us. And we don't have to, he can be a point guard enough for us. He can't be a point guard in the NBA. Um, or do we have Primo who's still going to be learning? See, that's the other kicker is if Primo comes back, I still don't see him being a guy that averages 16 to 20 points a game. I see him uh-huh. as a guy who's going to average 10 points a game, and he's still going to develop and then go to the league and get paid to to practice, et cetera. Yeah, the irony is if we lost Primo to the first round, it's not going to change the way I feel about next year's basketball team at Alabama. Right. I'm not right. going to go, oh, I was telling everybody when we won the national championship. That's out the window. I'm, I'm not. I'm, I think the depth of the backcourt is such that uh, that, hey, this just means more minutes for other good players. All right, buddy, that's going to do it for today's podcast. We'll be back tomorrow with more Locked on Bama. So until then, roll tide. Roll tide.